Welcome to episode 12 of the Everyday Lions podcast. I'm your host, Brian Lyons. I really can't believe they're up to episode 12. This time is just flying. The weeks are going past so quickly. We've got some really good guests coming up the next few weeks, so so still still tune in, and, and I really appreciate your ongoing support of this podcast. Uh, I started my training groups on Monday. We had three runners. Uh, they did some 200 meter interval work, and the feedback's been really good from that. So if you are looking for some interval training and want to join the Everyday Lions Pride, please go over to www.everydaylions.org. Not only this, Everyday Lions also offers yearly and six-month training programs. You can pay for these in one clump sum or every month. So if you are keen on those, please check out that at also www.everydaylions.org. In my own personal life, I'm just about to start my work placement. This will start on June 22nd and will be at number 34 Aboriginal Health Centre. It's actually with the guy who was the manager at the rehab that I've actually had a few stints in when I've had my own issues with alcohol. And uh, this particular guy was the one that pointed me in the direction of community services. And I have kept in touch with Trevor over the years. And and uh, yeah, it's, it's just gonna be so good to start this and I'm looking forward to it so much. And it's another, another chapter in my life and, and I really, really can't wait. And yeah, uh, you know, community services, it's, it's, it's a passion now. I want to help people and, and this is how. So, yeah, this week's guest. This week's guest is Brendan Smart. Uh, I've known Brendan a number of years. I first met Brendan close to, I reckon it'd be 20 years now since starting in carnivals. Uh, Brendan has accumulated 38 wins at the Tasmanian Athletic League Christmas Carnivals over the years, which which is amazing. Uh, we'll talk about this. We'll talk about some of the struggles that he's had in his life. So if you have tuned into my previous podcasts and you are struggling, please reach out to Lifeline or Beyond Blue or let a friend know those feelings are not worth it. Uh, yeah, Brendan's a lovely guy. He's got a young family himself. Um, and yeah, I hope you enjoy this podcast. Let Brendan know if you do. I'm your host, Brian Lyons, and this has been the Everyday Lyons Podcast. Today we have Brendan Smart from Bernie. Brendan is a sprinter and has won numerous carnivals over the years here in the northwest coast of Tasmania. Are you there, Brendan? Yes, mate. Thanks for having me. No worries, mate. Thank you. Thank you for agreeing. Uh, how's your day been? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Had a bit of a bit of a training session this morning and then a bit of a coffee after that and just cruised around home first today. Okay. Um, what did your training session look like this morning? Uh, what was uh, an hour aerobic run today? Okay, cool, cool. Uh, so you're doing a little bit more mileage now, uh, because I suppose it's not track season at the moment, is it? No, not yet. Uh, yeah, just doing a bit more of the longer stuff, probably looking more towards trying to run out the, the 120s and a bit better. So, yeah, it's looking to do the harder work at the moment. So, 
Okay, cool, cool. Fingers crossed. <laughs> no, good, mate. Good. Ah, uh, I better get to uh, how you actually got into the running. Can you can you tell me that? Yeah, I, I was at when I was in. I think it was grade ten at Parklands in 1999, and one of my mates was training with Wayne Denny at the, at the time. Just doing a bit of bit of work there, not doing the carnivals. Just so I went along with him for a year and trained there with Wayne Denny and. Mel Kay, Dave Downey, Jay Sticker and all them, um, Emma Marshall. So it was a good good learning year, that one. Then Wayne retired and my PE teacher at the time, Mark St. John, he, right. he, he got me down to Johnny Maguire. Awesome. Been there ever since. Yeah, great. And did you always start off uh, in a sprinting discipline? Is that what you went straight to? or? Yeah, it's yeah, straight off, I wasn't any good at the longer sort of stuff, so yeah, yeah, found a bit, yeah. bit of bit of form in the short distance, so stuck with that. Great, great. And did you did you want to tell the listeners what you actually uh, do for a job? Uh, I make I'm a barista. I make coffee. Okay. Work in and a coffee shop. Yeah, and you used to have your own coffee shop, didn't you? Did you want to tell us a little bit about that? Oh, well, I, I sort of married into that one. Um, in the, okay. uh, ca- Cafe and Wilson, uh, live each there now. Um, yeah, I, I, I was in part with my, my wife's um, mum and dad had had the, the coffee shop there. So I sort of married into it and helped pretty much run it at, at, at stages. And yeah, it was yeah. Got, kept me out of trouble for a little while. Yeah, cool. And, and do you have a coffee machine at home? I guess the question is. I've got a, a, a cheap, I haven't got a really expensive one. I've got a pretty, pretty one of those pod ones. So yeah. Pop and you, gets the coffee and fluffs the milk. So that was the main thing. Yeah, I heard you, you say you had a coffee this morning. Do you actually like coffee? Are you a coffee addict or? Oh, yeah, I, I can't do Nescafe anymore. So yeah, I've, yeah. the wife calls me a bit of a coffee snob. So Yeah, right, right. <laughs> uh, so what? What would you call your your favourite distances? Uh, the probably the seventy metre, the short short over fairly quick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've yeah. had a few decent wins over that that distance, so it's probably yeah, it's probably the favourite that one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um, who's your current coach now? Who's uh, still John Maguire? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I've been with him coming up twenty. This be the twenty twentieth season. Yeah, great, great. And yes, yeah, no, that, that's great. And and what do you think John's given you, mate, over the years? Like the relationship there, is that something that you really treasure? Oh, yeah, that's for sure. He's, I see him more than a lot of my, I ever did grandparents, like on a weekly basis sort of thing. So you see him every day and he'll, he'll let you know when you're not doing the right thing or... Yeah, you know, he brought down a peg or two, and he's always there to have a bit of a talk to as well. So yeah, he's, he's been a real, real mentor. Yeah, definitely. He's been really good. Yeah, I, I can definitely align with that. I know just personally, my coach was Mick Gunson, and um, they become like a father figure, don't they? Almost. Oh yeah, can, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, they see they see just about everything. You know, when you're injured, when when stuff's not going that well in life as well. So it's, yeah, yeah. You'd, no, you'd, they can see this by your body language or your manner that there's something up, so. Yeah, yeah. So what events and, well, can you tell the listeners actually how many how many carnival wins you've 
you've got over the years, I suppose, is probably where to start. That's probably the uh, best. Part. Yep. No, it's, um, I think it's around about 36. Okay. <laughs> the odd one or two, mate. <laughs> yeah, great. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've got me by about 35, mate. <laughs> Yours is a good one, though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I, I definitely enjoyed mine. I, I, I can oh. definitely tell you about that. <laughs> yeah, it was a good one. That's for sure. Yeah. Do you remember your first carnival win? It was the St. Helens 70 metre maiden. Oh, well, only, only champions uh, win at St. Helens, mate. Uh, Damn, well, this is it. <laughs> uh, and, and did you have a big night after that or you just kept it pretty quiet? Uh, back back in the day, I more than likely had a big one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. that's a beauty of that carnival, isn't it? It's, uh, it it's sure pretty is, good. yes. Yeah, then you can always go to, I think, Binalong Bay. We used to always do the run. Oh, yes, day. yes. Yeah, so yeah. I think it's, I don't know, I think it's 12 or 14K there, and then you'd run oh, a little just bit a casual, just a, casual jog. <laughs> that's it, mate, especially for a distance runner. <laughs> well, that's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take me all day. <laughs> um, did you want to tell us a little bit more about some of your favourite wins you've had over the years, though? Yeah, uh, the, well, the one I'm probably most famous for is the mm-hmm. Rosby Gift. Okay. Won that four times, so I'm, yeah, I'm fairly well known for that one around around Burnie and a few other places. So yeah, yeah. And I've won the Devonport seventy three times. Yeah, okay. so that that's been a good one. And and I think Timmy Potter's won it a couple of times too. So it's always good to share with stable mates and mates that yeah. do well in same events. So yeah, and I've. Ran well at the little P Triple C T West Park Gift. Okay. That, over 100 metres. I've won that one five times. Yeah, right. Yeah, so they've got a few more to shorter sort of 70s to 120s to yeah. 100s. Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. And you touched on Timmy Potter. Um, do you guys do a lot of training together still? Because he, he's been around for a very long time. Yeah, he's been around for uh, nearly... 30 or be, be running about 30 plus years, I reckon, in the all up. So, yeah, he's he's still going. He's still running quite well. It's hard to catch a train, and he's one of those front markers you don't want to get in a in a heat or a final because if he starts well, you're not going to catch him. So Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And is there a bit of rivalry there in, in, in the stable there? Do you have a bit of banter that goes on? Or? Uh, we're at training sessions. We have sort of yeah, a bit of a banter. We know it. If you could be three nil up on Timmy, and it comes to the last one, he, and you know it, he, he t- treats that last one half a final, and you're not going to beat him. Yeah, <laughs> very yeah, rarely you beat you. You win the last one, he flies. <laughs> <laughs> so he's got a real competitive streak. Anyway, like I, I don't know Timmy that well. I probably only know him to say hello, and uh, I've always thought he's such a gentleman, to be honest. So, oh, he's a, he's a super person. He's just one of those people that yeah. You want on your team, and he's yeah, there if you need a yeah. hand. He's, a, he's another one that you see every day. He's like another fa- father figure for the stable, and yeah, yeah he, he he can be a character too. That's for sure. So he lights yeah, up a lot, lot of the day too. So it's good. Yeah. Okay. Um, I know at times that you you struggled with depression. Um, is it okay if we chat about that? Yeah, mate. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So unpacking that, I guess. 
what does what does that look like for you? Uh, yeah, a few years ago, um, I was struggling mentally. I think, yeah, well, yeah, mentally, and I ended up having back in I think it was when the year Robbo won the store gift, so back to twenty fifteen, maybe give or take twenty thirteen, give or yeah, around that around that that time. And I ended up in hospital having 20 seizures a day. Wow. And so, and I had, I had that for, I was having, yeah, averaging 100 a week. And they put that down to a lot of stress, stuff like that, and, and quite possibly um, mental side of things. So, yeah, so getting, I was just coming off a, a season where I won probably seven races and I was top of the game. So getting back into, I was in hospital and I was talking to John and Tim and I said to them, after all this, I'll probably have a year off running and stuff. And they pretty much said, yeah, yeah, probably a good idea. And then next day I got messages from both John and Tim saying, maybe it, it's better you not have the year off. You just come back to training and what will be, will be. So I ended up competing the next three or four years. And I was like, I was back at first year where you couldn't get out of a heat. You couldn't make semis and you was just there to making up the numbers. And, and yeah, it was great. A few, few dark, dark times. And, but running, if pretty much running kept me, kept me going all the way through it. Yeah. If I didn't, yeah. if I didn't have running and the mates and the people in inside running, even your your competitors, your rivals were there to help you through and they're chatting away to you and yeah, yeah. sort of yeah they, they in in the race you you want to beat each other but outside of that you're you, you're all good mates so it's, that, yeah that that's me, it yeah that's it mate we we do this this running community is uh so supportive and and i just know personally like i've i've had my my troubles and and you know people are always checking in on you and you know mate are you okay and 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 that's great and especially with the running it's one of those sports where it gets the endorphins pumping and oh yeah yeah, i mean i only read somewhere the other day that uh going for a run is just as good as any tablet you can have as well so yeah that's uh, it i had a lot of doctors and stuff say the same thing yeah, you're 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 at that level, sort of thing. It's probably a good level to be at, but and a lot of them said you'll never get back to where you was beforehand. So and then I think it was not last two years ago. I made a lot of finals, but and placed in a lot of the seventy meters finals, and just couldn't quite get back. I was. I was in good form, thinking I was in good form, had a good mark, and started yeah. to think maybe maybe they were right. I maybe won't be able to get to where I was winning every second week or in the chances to have a bad day but still make a final. If you have a bad day, quite often you're out. But yes. In, when you're in form, you sort of can have a bad day and still sneak in somewhere. So, yeah. And then, so probably two years ago I thought I'll go one more year see what happens if not 
you sort of can either change distance or go or retire. And I won seven races, yeah, three or four I'll... seconds, or and I had just had a year out of just out of the blue and thought, yeah, I'll keep going. Yeah, great. And that's what that's what it's about, mate. That's that that winning feeling. It's that it's that runner's high, isn't it? Like I think. Oh yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, like carnivals were never my forte, and I, I always enjoy the longer distances. But I know that one win I had was pretty pretty good feeling. So. And everyone gets yeah. around you, you, you yeah, people you race against, so your stable mates, they're always there yeah. first up, straight. And that, that's, that was, that's more pleasurable than actually the win itself. Yes, you get, yeah. You yeah, get your ride, that, yeah I'm, I'm so glad you touched on that, hey. Like, um, yeah, your training mates and your training stable, they, as we mentioned before, they see the shit, don't they? Like they yeah, see, yeah. They, <laughs> you know those. They, they see you when you're not you're and, not your best. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, and those early mornings or those runs when you don't want to run and it's late and those runs you've worked all day and I think this is the last thing I want to do. But it's yeah, but it's for those, sure. yeah, it's for those five or six weeks when it's carnival's time. It's no, that's it. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, so like you mentioned, you got 35, 36 wins. Was this something that you expected when you first started in the? In the sport, um, or probably not that to that uh, to that sort of number. But I thought if I can get, oh, I was probably ten at the most. If I could get ten or so, I've 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 been half decent at it, sort of thing. Yeah, but to get thirty six, thirty seven wins, and then yeah, you sort of, and you still got the mark, and you still potentially. Form, fitness, health, injury—you're yeah. still going to be thereabouts. So yeah. you just never know your luck. So yeah. could, could add up more. Could be that could be the finishing total. You just never know. You know that's that's something when you uh, retire or when you're an old man, and you can't walk. You're in a nursing home. <laughs> that's it. Bad <laughs> hips, bad knees. <laughs> but I won thirty-six of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, good mate, and. And can I ask again, like, did you, did you, uh, did you take medication as well to help your depression and stuff, or was that? Oh, I had, yeah, because the tablets I got for the seizures were like a mood stabiliser anyway. Okay. Yeah, so that they said that that would should of that should do a lot of the what needed to be done because I was being exercise, being active, and yes. Stuff like that, and just going to see people about things and having to talk to people's that's that's the main thing you just need to talk and and yeah i've I've had a couple of mates um sort of probably not talk and end up losing their lives because of because of it all that's yeah yeah it's... That, that's the when you think back and you think that Potentially could have been me if I didn't talk or I didn't go and see someone or even seeing a mate, having to talk to a mate. At least you're getting it out in the open. Yes, yeah. And, yeah, I mean, that's, that's great that you've got that in, in, insight, though, too, isn't it? And I guess oh, when, yes. when you're in those dark days, sometimes talking. Um, I've mentioned this before a few times on, on this show now, but I, I think just sharing sharing your story or, or just anyone will listen 
Um, yeah, that's for sure. Even a professional, it doesn't even have to be a mate, it's a professional with someone. Just yeah, that's it. It just, it takes a, you know, that heavy, heavy load that you've got going on and, and transferring it to someone else who's trained or, or, or even a ear to listen to. So, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, I think we're going to, we're going to leave this topic. I think we need to talk about something more, <laughs> more uh, <laughs> upbeat, I think. Upbeat? <laughs> yes. All good. All good. <laughs> so what does your life look like now with uh, COVID-19 going on, mate? Are you, are you, you guys been affected or at work and, and family? and? Yeah, family with little Joe. She's four. She's at kinder. Yeah, she, she had to do a bit of homeschooling at times over the last few months but as with any four-year-old um start doing a bit of homeschooling and a, the cat walks past oh look a cat <laughs> that, that there's go to school for the rest of the day yeah. <laughs> and yeah i had i had a couple of weeks off and then with this job keeper got that so that yeah great back to work and we're just doing takeaways still but yeah and the wife works at metro cinema okay and yeah they're they're out for a while at this stage. They've been out for a while, so just maybe been there doing a bit of maintenance sort of stuff. But yeah, so little Joe went back to school this week, a week before the the date because we're both working. So I've still still got out for a run or bike ride or something like that every day. So yeah, it all, which was always handy. Yeah, and you, you find that's something that you've just got to do for your mental health and just self-worth and all that sort of stuff as well. Yeah, that's for sure, yeah. You get yeah. cooped up at home, you're watching TV, watching, you find yourself on your, your tablets or your phones and you're, just, you're sitting there, you're not doing anything, yeah. you're eating and <laughs> drinking coffees. and Yeah. Yeah, so it just gets too much and you think, nah, I'll get out and have a bit of me time. But, uh, yeah. Bit of a run. Yeah, great. And have you guys been busy at your work? Is uh, is have you got the same clientele or different clientele? Or? We've got a bit of both, really. It's sort of a lot yeah. of the clientele have stayed, but we've got a couple, a few new people coming in and about. Just just getting coffees. It doesn't mean too bad. It pick was bit. It's not what you'd say ideal, but for what it, the situation is, it's not not too bad. It's picking up a bit. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool. You've got thirty six race wins and and no, that's a lot. And <laughs> what <laughs> what other goals would you like to achieve? Well, first of all, in the sport of running. Um yep. and then, you know, any any life goals you've got any of those as well? Yeah, in running I'd like to well um you sort of I've covered most other than a, having a big carnival win, as in a little Devonport, Bernie, even Hobart. I've made the Hobart gift final two or three times and placed. So even picking out, say, a, probably a Latrobe or a Hobart or somewhere like that, just to probably make a final again right. or potentially on a have a day out and get a win there somewhere yeah. but um yeah just just uh helping we've got a young stable so we've got just helping them along come carnival day or if they make a final or stuff like that you're there as a 
of a mentor to them sort of thing. So do you see yourself coaching eventually as well? Is that something that you'd like to get a qualification or? Yeah, I would, wouldn't say no, but yeah, at, at this stage, I'll, I'll run and do what I need to. If I need to help coach at times, I will. And yeah, yeah I'd see, I could see potentially coaching role there somewhere down the, down the track, yeah. Inadvertently, sometimes being a senior member of a stable, you walk into a coaching role anyway to those yeah. athletes that come in. So you're you're explaining when the coach can't be always be there, or and you're saying, right, this is the way you do it, and and I think it's just a progression as an athlete. Yeah, that's for sure. Like even running a four hundred, I'm not overly good at four hundreds, but yeah. the fact that sort of you get you run first part hard, then you, you you cruise but not slow down. So then you can build up 150, 200 on. So you yeah. say, and you see so many young ones, they fang it and they get to the 200 metre mark and they, they've just run out of petrol. So you say <laughs> to them, you probably just tone it down a bit in that back straight, then you can bring it back because it's harder to, if you're not, if you slow down too much in that sort of thing, it's sort of hard to get it back. Yeah, so, yeah. So you sort of, you live and learn. You, you've probably, I've probably done the same thing. And Yeah, and oh, pace judgments, everything. I think pace oh, judgments running is one of the hardest things to learn. Especially um, 400s as well, because it's, oh, yeah. it can yeah. change so quickly and it's time over then. You haven't got the time to catch up. No, and, and usually, like in carnival running, usually having a heat, you know, sometimes a semi and sometimes a final. Um, and, and even yeah. just placing yourself in that and being fit enough to be able to back up is another thing. That's the backing up's uh, a big thing. You can, a lot of times I say, I said to, I've ran probably a fastest heat time at Hobart yeah. two, was it last year? In the 300. And, and someone goes, oh, you're the favourite, you want your fastest heat. I said, quite often the fastest heat in the 300 doesn't win her. <laughs> so <laughs> you've done, you spent all your cookies getting to the final. Yeah. I think I, think I placed midfield in the final. It was sort of around about a similar time that I did in the heat. So yeah, back, backed up, all right, just, just needed to go to the next level. Yeah, and that's, and that's one of those things. You, you, I mean, when you learn it, you realise that, Winning your heat is probably the best thing all the time, and if you can reserve and you've got a lead, not to not to push all the way to the line, just sort of cruise through and that's and it. use your mark per se, I guess. That's for sure. Uh, can I can I ask your age actually? What are you at the moment? Um, thirty six at the moment. Thirty six. Oh, you've only got a year on me then. You're only yeah. young. It's only a young chicken. Yeah. So you're a bit like me though. You're getting close to that master's age where you could have competed six years ago. Is that is that something that you want to do in in uh, amateurs and pros? I've ran the last two years in the in the pros. Yeah. In the in the masters. So right. Got, got the rivalry with um, Whitney, Nico, Potter, <laughs> Lamoto. Now Johnny Howes, now Johnny Howes joined the group, so it's yeah. going to be a bit of a pretty not a bad sort of field there lining up now. So yeah, no, I ran state masters this year for the first time. That was that was quite enjoyable. So it was quite Great. good. 
Yeah, and I know. I mean, my my close friend Aaron, he's looking to go like to I think I think it's World Masters or something. Is that something you'd love to do down the track? Would you? Yeah, like to down go? the track, yeah, definitely look look at something like that. Sort of that could be yeah. a goal in running, sort of thing to finish off at a a World Masters or somewhere like that. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I've been looking at that and thinking, gee, that'd be. That'd be all right, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah, it looks pretty yeah. good, doesn't it? No, oh, there's so many events now. You can you can travel the world doing what we love to do. So <laughs> that's that's for sure. That's what we. That's so good about it all. Yeah, and you're yeah, obviously you're working uh, full time at the moment, and you've got a young family. And how does that fit into your work lifestyle and training lifestyle? Yeah, not too bad. I sort of I knock off at a reasonable time of day, so probably three o'clock at the most, at the okay. latest. So you got plenty of time to get to the four o'clock or half past four training session with the group or go and do a bit of training before the wife goes to work sort of thing. So it's quite quite handy to have that sort of time frame. And now young Jacey's at school sort of can sort of kind of work around everything not too bad yeah not like it's a nine to five thirty and it's by the time you finish work it's almost dark situation yeah. so it's worked in pretty well no, no no that's great mate and do you where else you guys train i actually don't know this so this is something i'm quite interested about i think i've got an yeah. idea but is it yeah, just west park west park over we trained yeah okay yeah do you guys do hills and and that sort of stuff as well and change the areas up or yeah, through winter we do a bit of the, the harder sort of spewy sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the longer yeah. way, the hills and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. And Training the Bernie Park sometimes too. So yeah, and and for anyone tuning in, not aware, like the winter months are when you do your base, you get you get fit, and then you know about seven eight weeks out, you start to get specific, don't you? And you are. Uh, Oh yeah, you get the speed work going, you yeah, yeah, block work and stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, and just get used to that lactic bucket. Yeah, that's yeah. for sure. You fill it, fill up. <laughs> What's your uh, favourite slash uh, not favourite session that you do? Uh, what is that? Um, probably at times we've done ten two hundreds. Okay. That that gets hectic at times. We haven't done that for a while, but yeah, yeah um, the always oh, any any four hundred you have to do or hard four hundred, hard three hundred, sort of. Yeah. Okay. Gets, you do multiples of them, and it sort of gets you sort of thinking, what am I doing here? <laughs> I've uh, I've done that exact same session, probably not to your pace, but um, I think we did four sets of it. I used to always to train for fifteen hundred. And it's yep. a, it's a horrible lactic. <laughs> it's not fun at all. Pinocchio feeling. Um, do you guys do an offshore recovery or do you have a fair? Because we used to go 400, um, 30 seconds break, I think 300. Do you guys have nice. like four minutes or? We have a, yeah, I think we do quite from memory. We sort of walk, walk a bit of a lap of West Park and then go again or we oh, yeah. slow jog. You jog a lap or walk lap. And go again. Yeah. Okay. And you train with Sandy Loring, don't you? 
Oh, I do. Yes, sandals. I train with yeah. sandals. She's had a pretty, pretty awesome season this last year. Um, has that been exciting to watch? Because she's, I've noticed on Strava because I follow her on Strava. She's been doing a little yep. bit more mileage. Do you, do you reckon that's been the difference for her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And her, she played a lot of football too through the, the winter. So that sort of give her a good, good base as well. Yeah. Okay. So, She's. If anyone's going to be fit, it's going to be Sandy. So, yeah, she's nice. Just, it's been she's just a fit fitness machine, that girl. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's paid off, mate. I mean, yeah, oh, she's, definitely. She's, she's dedicated. Season, so. Definitely one of the most dedicated athletes I've trained with or know of. So. Yeah, yeah. And that was my next question, mate. Um, who do you look up to? Uh, with training. Training stable mates and the people that you know when you're around them. Do you know you get those people that that sort of uplift you and you go, yeah, that's awesome type thing. Yeah, yeah. Tim Potter, he would have to be one of the ones you look at because he's just. You think, oh yeah, another year on, he'll, he'll, sort of slow down a little bit, but he <laughs> yeah. keeps he keeps going. He's, like he's, he's a bit like me. He's not gonna come out and do a blistering time anymore, but. He's going to be consistent. You know, you're going to have to run a certain time, and you have to going to you have to perfect block start to beat him. He's just just so consistent, and his training is the same. He's he's he works hard, and if if he doesn't, if he what he thinks he needs a bit of a easier night, he'll give himself an easier night. Where a lot of them just put themselves into the ground, and then yeah. can't come up. So yeah, and and Sandy, Sandy with with her dedication and just her tank is just when she can just do lap after lap after lap, 200 after 200, and she's doing similar times and she's puffing away and you think, oh, this one's probably going to be a slow one, and it's just as quick as the first one. You think, wow. Yeah. I could, yeah, I could never do stuff like that. But I, I, one of my problems is consistency when I'm tired, sort of. Okay. You fight and fight. You've you got the say mental toughness and the will, but sometimes the body just says you're not going to do it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting getting that sort of to even half a level of what Sandy can produce sort of would be help me immensely in the the longer four threes and fours. Yeah, yeah, and that's something that you might you might look at. You might when you said you went for an hour run. That's that's some pretty good base training. That's a good that's a good start. Like, yeah, with the masters, ninety percent of the races are three hundred. So yeah, yeah, and and I've got a pretty good four hundred mark at the moment. So so if I can get fit enough, of most years I say if I can get fit enough, I'll do more fours, but. I, the last two years, I've done a, more threes and fours than I've done for a long time. So it's sort of getting back into that stage where it's need to put a big winter in and yeah, bit, just get really fit and, and see right. what, where where it goes from there. Yeah, and and I like how you touched on Timmy Potter and um, how you said that he's really uh, disciplined or or he knows his body well as he's got older what it can handle and what it can't handle um yeah i think for me personally i don't know about you but um i found that dropping an extra interval session and only doing 
two a week was perfect for me as I got older and yep. my body can handle that. Is that something that you've implemented too? You don't probably do as many high intensity sessions in a week or? Uh, you probably just, you manage yourself a bit better between, between reps or you're not, you're the young fellas, they get back and want to go again. You sort of, you let them lead the way and, and then yeah. just do, <laughs> just cope with, take, they can wear themselves out early. So then yeah. yeah. you're still plodding along behind them. So. Yeah. And how long have you been running for, mate? Now, what are you? Uh, this is, in the carnivals, this be my 20th season. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's crazy. And you still love it as much as you did? Oh, before? yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's, you get still yeah. get nervous come race day. And, and peop, when, you're, when you're winning all the time, people in the street, they, they look at you like you're like an AFL player kind of thing. They look like there's, he won this or he, he runs here and he runs there sort of thing. Yeah, it is. It's a it's a nice way to um, get known, isn't it? And, and it oh, it's, that's for sure. You've got people good. come up to you in a supermarket that you, you don't know before and, oh, I've seen you run it. What yeah. New Year's Day one day. And... Yeah. That's no, great, isn't it? Sure is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, cool. And like me, I think I started 2001. Um, so I reckon we'd be pretty similar times that we started. Yeah, yeah about... Yeah, two twenty. Yeah, twenty twenty one. Yeah. Yeah, I think two thousand two thousand one. My first season had total total orange hair. My first season. Um, oh yes. From your circus days back in the day. Um, but uh, back then the crowds were quite quite massive. The carnivals were booming. Um, you know, apart from Bernie, the crowds are, are, are getting smaller every year. Um. Where do you see the future of the carnivals? Do you see them lasting? What is your point of view on this? Yeah, it's, when you look at it, it's not what you'd probably say looking too well. Um, like Latrobe used to be two days, Devonport two days, then you go to Burnie. Latrobe has cut back to one, Devonport's on and off one or two. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just looking lot more and more likely that you'll have probably one or one or two days that it's just one carnival and you have multiple events it's probably looking towards that in, in the future sort of thing sort of then you look back you got Rosebud it's been going for 60 or plus years and Latrobe Denport and Bernie have been going close to 100 years each yes sort of that that Carnivals like that don't go that long without having a little bit of up and down. So there'll be someone come along and have some idea how to fix them or how to bring them back, I'm sure. But at this yeah, stage, right. it's more and more looking like a just one-off carnival. It's like a stall gift sort of fe- feature in in Tasmania. Yeah, and I, and I, and I hope that is the case as well, mate, because... Um... Oh, I think one of the factors is that there is so many events on at the moment or and things are a little bit tighter as well and, and yeah, that's for sure. You know, it's competing with a lot and I don't know the answer to it, but I you know, like I hope that they can re 
vet themselves and, and, and really get some, some numbers back because you and I know how good it is to watch. And Oh, yeah. My yeah. first carnival at New Year's Day, was there was 10,000-plus people there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I, now I, you're lucky to get yeah. 2,000 there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I... No, I mean, I don't know what the future holds, but, I, but I'm sure that they're trying their hardest to get, you know, people through the, through the gates and, and, and I wish them the luck anyway with that as well. Yeah, that's for sure. It's not going to be an easy, easy task to try and think of different ways to try and make it a new look or get the people yeah. there. So it's, it's, if they need to try new things, they try new things. It sort of if it doesn't yeah. work. You can go back sort of thing. So. Yeah, exactly. And and what was your take on uh, the New Year's Day carnival being New Year's Eve this year? Did you enjoy that or? Uh, it sort of didn't seem too much different to me because we, the trail yeah. of Devonport was and Bernie were three days in a row, so or four days in a row. So yeah, I ran I ran pretty much four days in a row. Sort of sort of didn't really click that it was a different day to me until you up you wake up New Year's New Year's Day and you're not competing sort of thing. It was sort of a you've yeah. seen in the new year and you think, oh yeah, oh no, I don't have to run tomorrow. I've already ran sort of thing. So Yeah. And did you enjoy being able to celebrate New Year's Eve? Is that something you had missed out on a few years or did you enjoy that? I've missed it, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't too but I didn't well it didn't wasn't anything much different really. Um Yeah. Just stayed home and had an early night because I was buggered. So yeah, I had a, <laughs> yeah. a ninety, oh. a gift, a three hundred and four hundred. So yeah, I was sort of worn out by the end of the day. So yeah, okay. Well, I went to New Year's Eve carnival this year, and I went to Devonport. I didn't go a trove, but um, well, I just felt a different feel at Bernie. Wasn't a bad thing. Wasn't good. It wasn't a bad thing, but it just. It had a really different vibe to it because you could hear the festival out the back and yeah, um, you could yeah, it was just different. fireworks out the back at times too. So yeah, 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 and yeah. I mean, good luck to them. They're trying and 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 like we said before, ho- hopefully things will turn for them. But we're going to concentrate on what has running given you over the years. What what do you take out of running? Uh, friendships, a lot of. A lot of friendships, like even guys from Hobart, Launceston. You got mates all over the state, and if you need somewhere to stay, and they're more than happy to give you a bed to sleep, and vice versa. We had one come, Nico come down New Year's Eve. He stayed yeah. at my house New Year's Eve, so and I stayed at his house. Oh, he's a weapon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. And I stayed at his house before the Hobart Carnival, so. Yeah, cool. Was that in Sandy Bay, mate? Was that? Uh, in Bill Eveway, I think. Yeah, okay. Yeah. No, I... <laughs> I've had some interesting nights with Nico over the years. That's all I'll say about that one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if anyone needs, knows how to party, it's Big Nico. Yes, no, he's the only man that ever goes missing on a night out too. Where's Nico? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I don't. I, th- I think that we met uh, through running as well, and I. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's pretty sure we did. Yeah. Yeah, 
It's um no, I've got mates for life, mate. It's 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 an awesome, awesome, awesome sport. And if you're listening oh, in yeah. and you wanna, you know, experience running in a different way, consider the carnivals because it because it, you know, they are dying for numbers now and and it is such a such an awesome way to run and and you don't, you know, you don't get that chance to run in bigger crowds and Bernie's still still bloody awesome. Sure, he's ran at stall a couple of times and that's that's an unbelievable, awesome, unbelievable yeah. place to run. So, yeah, yeah. And did, would you like to get back there again? Oh yeah, I was, I was sort of working towards that this year. Then that sort of didn't eventuate. So I'll definitely be looking at it for next year. So that's on the, on the to do list for next year. So great, great. There's something very special about that place. Um, I had only Mitch Cashin on. Last night I was talking to him. Uh, he's going to be on the podcast coming yep. up, and and uh, he's once at stall twice a lucky bugger. Um, yeah. and, <laughs> and we were saying how how when you walk into the ground, it's it's got that really special vibe about it. And, yeah, uh, I was just about to say the same thing. Walking through the gate, and it's it is it's just a yeah, it's unbelievable feeling. Yeah, yeah, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Yeah, and again, if you're listening in, go and do that carnival. And um, yeah, if you like running, like there are so many events as well. Like over over that Easter weekend, isn't there? Like it's just not. Um, yeah. Yeah. Go from seventy metres to five fifty to to anything really. Yeah. After the two miles. Got mile. a large number of the mile. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. Great. One twenty to two hundred. It's been all the long distance races. It's it's fantastic. And oh, what are some values that that you really like to like to live by in your life? Uh, just just try and be as as good a person as you possibly can. Some per someone you may meet on offhand day, and it could be there. They could be having a worse day. They're possibly having and sort of sort of don't take too much out of just trying to be nice and think oh yeah well it's all good and next time you meet that person it could be a totally different sort of situation and they're as nice as anything so you just take every day as it comes and meet every person could be totally different the next time you meet them and it's good or bad you just take the good with the bad sort of thing so yeah yeah love it mate and that's Fortunately, you can't change what some people are like in this world. No, that's for sure. Um, but you can, uh, yeah, I don't know, you can really sponge off the good ones, can't you? Like you can really. Oh, yeah, you, you do what you can off the, off the yeah. good one, knowledge, knowledgeable ones, and yeah. And so your your daughter Josie, Josie, isn't it, Josie? Yeah, little Josie. Yeah. 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 So she's four, and would you like her to run one day? Is that something that? Yeah, I, I said I asked her this question today, and I said to her, okay. <laughs> uh, I said to her, uh, Dad's going to be on a podcast with Brian. <laughs> he just started smiling. I said, talk about running. He, one of the questions is, would would I like you to take up running? And she's just sitting there with a big cheeky smile on her face. I said, <laughs> would you like to take up running? And she's just nodding away, big smile on her face. Yeah, yeah. So. 
It's everywhere she goes. She runs. I'm going to be fast like you, or I'm beating you, Dad. So yeah, yeah, she loves it. So like I yeah. said, to her, I said you, you can play or do any sport you like, and I'm going to be there supporting you all the way. It doesn't have to be anything I've done or stuff like that. So it's she wants to make it a netballer. She can be a netballer or whatever she wants to be. Yeah, and I think uh, sport is such a good. I mean, I'm biased. I've been in, involved in a few sports, but sport is such a good way of meeting meeting new people, and it's got so many transferable skills in life. And that's um, for sure. Yeah, and I think that's what it's given me. Is uh, yeah, it's probably brought me out of my shell a bit. I was I, I was always quiet before I even started sport. So um, I was the same. I was very quiet. Quiet. Yeah. Nothing brings you out of your shell is trying to have to do a speech when you've won a race or yeah. stuff like that. you got about yeah, 4,000 4, people there in front of you thinking, Jesus, <laughs> what am I going to do? <laughs> you've, only done yeah. Yeah, you've only done 35,000 now. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Oh, cheers, mate. And thank you so much for coming along today. And, and All good, mate. Uh, All good. Yeah. And I think uh, is there is there any mantras that that you really live by as well? So like, um, I always like the one, if it is to be, it is up to me. Do you have anything like that to to close out on this podcast with? No, pretty much. Uh, what will be will be, sort of thing. You yeah. can't. A lot of things you can't change. What happens or how it happens, you just just roll with the punches sometimes and. Try not to think, overthink it, or because that can just get you. Sometimes that will get you down quick as anything. Overthinking stuff and what will be will be, and the sun comes up the next day, and it's still you can. It's anything there that can't be fixed, so it's all good. Yeah, good great. mates along. Anything can be fixed. Great, perfect. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Brendan Smart. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Brendan Smart. I learned a few things about Brendan in this podcast and I wish Brendan all the best with his running in the future and in the Masters and I hopefully he can get that 40th win. Uh, if you did enjoy the podcast, please let Brendan know. Uh, it was great just even hearing from a sprinter instead of a distance runner this time. And yeah, yeah, good luck, Brendan. Lovely, lovely guy and an awesome family as well. All right, uh, if you've been enjoying the podcast, again, please leave us a rating on iTunes or even a comment. I'd love a comment so other listeners tuning in who stumble across this will know what the Everyday Lines podcast is all about. Uh, yeah, and we also have lots of Everyday Lines apparel at www.everydaylines.org and you can buy an Everyday Lines podcast coffee mug as well. Until next time, happy running. This has been Brian Lyons and this is the Everyday Lines podcast. <laughs>